people that support you and you and you being you is nothing better than that because there's people that want want to change you every day. And as I said earlier, it's hard enough to work trying to be me alone. Me trying to be somebody else, unless it's for acting, I see no reason to get into all that. So it's ridiculous, man. And I don't know how the heck people do that every day. I mean, I know people who completely act out of of character, and they wonder why they always feel so weird or out of place because in, in, in finding yourself or, heck, you may have found yourself, but you decided to change up out of, um, out of doubt or whatnot. A lot of people leave themselves looking crazy. And, shoot, it's, it's kind of great because what I'm talking about now will help segue into the discussion with our guests later on the show. So I can't wait for that. So what I want to do is before, before we bring you more in the bit, I'm going to go to a quick music break. And we'll be back here on Life of the Dust Live. And let's see, who do we want to play today? Let's just let's, let's keep it nice and smooth and relaxed. Let's see. I'm going to I'm I'm take it back. Good shout out to Patty LaBelle, these patty pies. Good God, them pies are so good. So here we go. Patty LaBelle on my own featuring Michael McDonald. Play a little bit of that, then we'll play some. We'll play some independent music, so just a little bit of this, and then we'll switch up. Running away, away with me. I'm caught up in a maze, feeling all alone on those rainy days. There's nowhere to run. I got nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah. Girl, I wanna tell you how I'm feeling inside, inside. Yeah, it's not right that I wanna spend the night, but I'm.
All right, everyone, welcome back, welcome back. That was a quick little music break. Uh, we had played a teensy-weensy bit of Taylor Bell, and then we played somebody away from across the ocean, Martin Carr, um, Getaway Remix, and then Song For You. All right, so I want to welcome to the show very special man who is definitely on top of his business and making some great moves, I want to say. Um, he actually just released a book called Achieve, Find Out Who You Are, What You Really Want, and How to Make It Happen. I want to welcome to the show for the first time, and definitely, hopefully, um, ever more times to come, the great Dr. Friesen. Hey, Seti, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Glad to have you. <laughs> And oh my God, man! I'll congratulate. First of all, let me go ahead and give you some congratulations. I see you're definitely um, doing some numbers on Amazon right now. So, congratulations to you on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's the book's uh, doing pretty well. It uh, it depends on the day you look at it. Some days, uh, for a while, it was number one in sports psychology and personal success. And then, uh, I'm not sure what the numbers are today, but it, it kind of goes up and down depending on how many people buy the book that day and buy someone else's book. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the results so far. Exactly, I, and I and I like I definitely they're about the subject matter, man, because. I think I have these I'm like I kid you not I pretty much have these discussions with people every day <laughs> and a lot of people like I think this is not, like this is probably the number it's the top three of things people think about every day because especially like if you're my age you know I'm getting ready to turn 30 here in about a few months and even more so, you start getting that reflective mode, really start to think about that, my meeting, my purpose in life, any of those type of things. So definitely I felt like this connected with me, so I definitely am pretty excited, man, to definitely talk, kind of get a little bit because we want people to go buy the book. We're not going to give them too much, but just kind of give them just, uh, just enough to get the palate wet. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah, yeah. So, so the book is uh, the book. It's really the subtitle, you know, finding out who you are. And what I mean by that is to achieve big goals, to achieve big things, to be successful, you have to uh, really get to know who you are. And one of the key things that is not touched upon by a number of other self-help books that I've seen is it does, they don't really touch on the fact that your core or basic personality tendencies are you know really important to figure out and these um these have been discovered across cultures across time uh across different types of ways of measuring our personalities to make it really quick there's five global dimensions or personality dimensions we all differ on and we so it's a continuum we fall somewhere along the continuum on each one the first one's your tendency to experience negative emotions and stress some of us uh you know get stressed out pretty easy some of us nothing seems to stress us out and a lot of us are near the middle the one after that is extroversion versus introversion. This is basically uh, how much uh, external stimulation we can tolerate, whether it's from social stuff, or whether it's uh, fast action, uh, you know, Las Vegas, Las Vegas or downtown New York City. Uh, people who are really extroverted can handle a lot of that. 
before they feel tired and overwhelmed. People who are introverted, they get overwhelmed, uh, not necessarily anxious, but they just get burnt out with too much stimulation like that or social stimulation, too much hanging out with too many people. The next one is um, what we call openness to experience. Essentially what that means is how uh, open you are to trying new things, to people uh, that are different from you, um, to that sort of thing, even to open to experiencing your own emotions. Uh, some people are really high on that, so they're really open, and other people tend to be more lower on that. They're more traditional and practical and logical. Uh, the next one's agreeableness, which is our attitude towards people. So we all know people who are really nice, you know, they trust everybody, you know, they may be kind of naive, yeah. they, 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 you know, believe everything, everything everybody says, and they often get taken advantage of. And then on the opposite are people who are slightly disagreeable, which is um, the opposite. People who are disagreeable tend to be more skeptical, they tend to be, uh, you know, more focused on themselves, they tend to be competitive in uh, interpersonal situations. Uh, the next, uh, the last one is what I call motivation and self-control, and that is basically um, uh, exactly what it sounds like. How motivated are you? Do you like to set big goals and work towards them, or you kind of, you know, let things happen as they as they happen, and just life will, you know, you let you let life decide for you, or people who are high on motivation make uh, their own decisions and try to control life. So those are the fir the global five traits. I really shortened it for you there, but that's the first step. You need to know your personality, like who you are, because these have roots in your brain. Uh, they're also highly genetic, so you're inheriting some of this from your parents. Uh, so that's so you might see it down the family tree, you know, um, and, and uh, even similarities with some siblings. The next step, though, to figuring out how to achieve big things and goals is to really get in touch with your values or what's important to you. In the book, uh, I have all sorts of little measures. The book's really practical. It's not like it's not too uh, heady, like too sciency. It's really more practical. Uh, I wanted to write a book that was sort of skipping all the stuff that I couldn't stand about self-help books, like tons of descriptions of studies. You know, uh, no to no talk of the author of their own experience. All the stuff in the book I do myself, I do work with my high-achieving clients with, um, and, I, and they also are supported by scientific research as well. So, like I said, the next one is values, getting in touch with what's really important to you. You can't, you know, make big waves or do big things if you're doing something in your life that's not based on your own values or what is really important to you. Uh, let's say you're just kind of doing what your parents wanted you to do, uh, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, after that, you got to figure out what your strengths are, what your passions are, what your interests are. So this, for example, with careers, you know, you got to figure out, uh, you know, what's, what's, uh, what are you into? I gave an, I give an example in the book, for example, I say, look, I'm all about dreaming big, but if you have, um, if you're four foot 11 and you're 25 years old, just, and you're a mediocre basketball player. There's pretty much no chance in hell you're going to become you're going to get to the NBA as a guard, right? <laughs> we can all agree on that. It's exactly. not going to happen, <laughs> right? So, but hey, you know what? But let's say your passion is basketball, everything basketball. Well, maybe you should start a podcast. And I literally say this in the book. This is a real example. You know, what, why don't you start a podcast where you talk about nothing but you know. Um, basketball because that's your thing man like you're not going to make the nba let's just i mean you can play all you want for fun but you know you're you're going to be disappointed if you think you're going to make the nba um 
And uh, so you got to get in touch with what's really, really important to you and, and your values, your strengths, your interests, your passions. And only then should you be really setting the big goals. Uh, uh, but sorry, I actually skipped a step. Sorry there. It's getting late where I am, so <laughs> I skipped a step. After oh, those first three, you know <laughs> you get your personality down, you get your um, your values, then you get your strengths, passions, and interests. Then you can make your mission, your purpose. Then you can figure out your what we call your why. Like, what are you supposed to be doing with your life? And, you know, only when you know all the other information can you really figure out what your real purpose is. Um, and only at that point, then you should start to make actual goals. Say, look, you know, uh, I want to make the MBA. I want to uh, make the Olympic team. I want to start this uh, entrepreneurial business and, you know, uh, get it to six figures by, in six months or something like that. We call those outcome goals. And then you've got to figure out what do I have to do to get myself from where I am right now to that position and these are called process goals. Like, what do I do every single day? Well, I got to get up at 5 a.m. and actually start to work out. You know, I have to get hit the gym, or I have to make some calls. And once you have that burning why, and you know your purpose, your mission, you're going to be able to handle all the inevitable setbacks. You're going to face naysayers. You're going to face your own naysayers in your head, your own doubts. You're going to face setbacks where, you know, things just fall apart. You're I'm making it up. But, like, your first podcast could just go to total shit. You know, it could go down the tubes, you know. Uh, it could be your first client fires you. Uh, could be so many different things. But that is, you know, the biggest thing to remember. That's par for the course. In other words, that is part of the game of life. That's definitely part of the game of success. Anyone who's successful has failed so many times. I know there's a Michael Jordan quote, I forget. He's taken so many game-winning shots that he missed and all that sort of stuff. And it's true. It's not just some BS that that he's saying. It's true. Like, the, you're, you're going to make mistakes. The difference is, what do you do with that information? You know, you made a mistake. What does that mean to you? If you say, well, that means I'm a total loser. I should give up. Well, yeah, you're not going to go very far. But if you say, look, what did I learn from that? What can I do better next time? Then you incrementally get incrementally get better and better and better. So that's basically that's sort of a bit of a, the medium version of what the book is about. Uh, it's really helping people achieve their goals, uh, but doing it in my opinion the right way. That's going to give you you know sustained motivation and interest, and really get you to figure out what your purpose and mission is. Now I, I have a now you brought the burning why and you're talking about the naysayers and. How you know as far as if you ignore that, you can start to you know focus more on your purpose. But you know, in the world we're in today of social media, you know, people can at the drop of a dime they can go comment, they can go tweet, whatever, DM you, all this crazy yep. stuff to put all this negative this negative vibes out there. You know, how do you find a balance to be able to still be on the social media because to some degree, it is still important, all while avoiding those negative situations or, you know, as best as you can. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, professional athletes face this all the time. Some pros don't even look at it. It's such a social media. It's, it's the, like what we call the real media, right? They'll, they'll, they'll criticize you as soon as you do one mistake. Um and, and it's true. I mean, I, I was even uh, somewhat of a victim of this as well. I made a YouTube video where I'm talking about the – this is Ronda Rousey. Um, 
um, Holly Holm fight on the, in the UFC, and I, I made a video. I just I, I didn't I don't know how to actually edit, so I just recorded myself in my office for like four minutes or six seven minutes I forget just talking about my opinion and I called it you know this is a sports psychologist perspective on the Ronda Rousey Holly home fight and uh, of course I got these guys say <laughs> just like bashing me on the I got a couple like two guys I got like a hundred people saying great things I got these two guys that said these negative things like this was painful to watch or this is all obvious or that guy was so awkward uh, and you know uh, you know, I had to re- practice what I preached. I realized, first of all, I got pissed off. I was like, "Who the, you know, who the f is this guy, right?" Uh, and uh, a couple of guys came, to, I, you know, came to my defense and said, "Hey, buddy, I don't see you making a video, so shut your mouth." You know, um, and so we know that they're, we, I guess they call them trolls, right? Internet trolls. These guys that go around and just basically act like jerks. So I, I think the real trick is to, first of all, know that that's part of the game. That once you put yourself now in the public uh, in the public eye, people are going to pick at you, and that's um, you, you got to kind of understand that that's normal and that's okay. It's okay because it's normal. In other words, it doesn't mean it's right, but it's going to happen. So if you expect it to happen and then it happens, you're not as shocked by it. And I kind of went into that. I didn't really expect it to happen. I didn't even think about it. And then I was like, I guess it did happen, right? So now, you know, it, it, you know, it thickened my skin a bit. I'm like, okay, I get it, right? Whatever. Like, you, <laughs> people are going to do that. But it, you know, you know I want to bounce reality, off of that even more. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you, you know, follow up, a follow up to that. You know, why do you think that we? Because you know, like you said, you had hundreds of great comments. And a lot of what I know is a lot of times are, you know, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of people who say great things on your on people's comments or whatnot, and we don't reply to them. But we obviously reply to the negative people. What what is it about the brain that we tend to focus only on the negative comments and respond to them versus responding to the positivity? That's an awesome question. You know what? That the truth is, our brains are made to notice negative things more than positive things because that the number one um, uh, role or the number one mission of your brain throughout the millennia, right? Like when we were living in caves and we're, you know, you know, hunters and gatherers living in tribes, uh, the number one thing was to uh, not die. <laughs> so, so in other words, we are hardwired to see danger and negatives. And so that's easy for most people. And going back to the personality dimensions I was mentioning earlier, depending on where you fall on some of those, you know, you're going to you're going to be, you know, hyper alert to the negative if you're high on that first first trait of negative emotions. You're going to, you know, that's going to come super easy to you. If you're really low, you're still going to be able to see lots of negative, but it'll it'll uh it won't come so naturally. But but we are generally hardwired to notice negative things because those are the number one things that protected us. So we, you know, if we are just walking, you know, you know, on the savanna, you know, and there's a saber-toothed tiger that's, you know, foaming at the mouth, and there's also like a beautiful flower. <laughs> you know, your brain has been, you know, the people that actually like, you know, didn't, you know, were paying more attention to the flower were killed. They never survived. We never, their genes were never passed on. They, they're, they're, you know, it's we've uh, evolved to basically, um, you know, uh, what's the word? It's encode, which means basically take notice of negative things. So, you know, 
it's it's totally natural. That's the first thing. You know, this is a big thing that um, uh, you know I think your listeners and myself and you and most people could get get uh, could benefit from is to really realize that it's natural to have negative emotions like that. Like it's natural to feel upset that someone bashed you on social media, even though your buddies are going to say, hey, don't worry about it. The guy's an idiot. Uh, so that's fine. But just it's okay to feel that way and to remind yourself it's cool. Of course I'm uh, pissed off or I'm insulted. But it's what you do with that after the after the fact, right? Do you, you know, try and get revenge or do you go, yeah, some people are idiots, you know, um, uh, and that guy doesn't really know me. And that's, you know, that it's probably says more about that guy than me. But at the same time, you got to be have an open mind and say, look, is there anything this jerk is saying that I can use to improve? And then you're the winner in this whole situation if you can take something like that and actually improve. So one example was, uh, I think one of the guys who saw my video said, like, the guy looked really awkward. Uh, he was, like, looking off to the side too many times. And uh, so I watched the video again. I'm like, he's right. And I actually responded to the guy. And I said, you know what? Thanks, man. You're right. I was looking a bit awkward. Now that I look at, look at it, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, thanks for pointing that out. And I actually developed a bit of a dialogue with the guy. He kind of went, kind of went back and forth. And he turned out to be not a total jerk. I don't think he expected me to actually respond to him. But uh, you know, I think we should, you know, think about what our real mission is. Do we want to live our life? getting sucked into this BS, or do we want to improve and achieve big things? So if I could give one um, uh, differentiator between the most successful people and people that are less successful is this. The most successful people, whether it's in – because I've worked in prisons. I've worked in people with severe brain injuries. I work with the police, and I work a lot with athletes and, and other high achievers as well. So I've worked in all these different places and seen the people from every walk of life. Um, and the number one differentiator is that people who are really successful, uh, they basically decide what to do every day or every moment as much as possible. They decide what to do based on their values and goals, not on their immediate moods, circumstances, energy levels, you know, that kind of thing. So an example is... You know, people who make it to the Olympics, uh, you know, the, 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 some of the best athletes, when, they, when their alarm goes off at 5 a.m. and they got to go to the gym, even though they want to hit snooze, they know that they're making that decision to not hit snooze because they know what their goal is. Just they're thinking, if I press snooze, you know, this could be the differentiating factor of making me lose or not be as prepared as the other guy coming to the Olympics who I'm going to compete against. Uh, and so they get up anyways, no matter how tired they feel. Same thing with people writing a book. If you, like, for example, when I wrote this book, if I only wrote the book when I felt like I was in the mood, I felt inspired to do it, it would take me 20 years to write it. You know, but I wrote it in six months because – I just did it anyways, no matter how I felt. Because usually once you start doing it, it's never as bad as you thought. Your mood actually starts to improve. Your energy improves and that sort of thing. So hopefully that exactly. makes sense where I'm going there. But, yeah, man. So yeah, I, hopefully um, uh, something I practice every day, I actually do something. It's this philosophy, like the fish philosophy I learned, like, over a decade ago. And mm-hmm. one of the big things from it was choose your attitude and that's why, like, every day people look at me and they're like, why are you so 
excited and chipper every day because my mindset is if I if I start the day extra chipper, if someone tries to bring me down, I'll just be in a median. I won't, you know, if I come in and I'm kind of, you know, in a median already, then if someone makes me mad, I'm going to be pissed the rest of the day. So I always start at a high so that if you bring it down, it won't be extra low. <laughs> It's true. It, it is. It is a choice, right? Because you can choose to be pissed off at the world. You know, you can blame the world. You can be pissed off at the world for giving you, you know, a, you know, the, a bad, you know, bad hand in the card game, right, of life. You know, but just think about all the people who had it ten times worse than us. You know, think of Nelson Mandela exactly. in fucking prison. Excuse my language, but you know, you, you know that guy fine? had values <laughs> and a mission, right? You know, think of all these people who had had it way worse. Just guys who are, you know, had lost their limbs in like the war, right? You know, uh, and and these guys, you know, some of them it, it breaks them down, but some of them they keep going forward. They go, look, I'm not happy that my arm was blown off, you know, uh, or my leg was blown off. I'm not happy. I'm pissed about it. But I, this is this is the new normal, and I have a choice. I can basically hate my life, hate the world. And just be miserable. And as far as we know, this may be the only life we live. Who knows? You know. Uh, so, but or I can choose to actually say, look, I'm going to make the best out of what I've been given. And that's really, you know, even my book, it's 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 about high achievement. But we all have way more potential than we actually realize because of these factors that we're talking about. You know, if you change your attitude, you can actually change so much. Uh, you know, if you change how you respond to the naysayers, if you change how you respond to, um, you know, just the day, your own attitude, uh, you're going to make, uh, this is going to basically change the trajectory or the direction of your life. I agree. I agree completely. And that's why, you know, I, I, like I said, I won't, I'm not even 30 yet. And I've done so much. Like people, they're so amazed because I've I've succeeded in so much. Mm-hmm. You know, been successful in so much at such a young age. But it's because some of the things, you know, it's great. That's why I'm glad you're on this show because now you have a psychologist to kind of put it into perspective to back up what I'm telling people all the time. That again, mm-hmm. it's about choosing your attitude, man. It's about you got to have that purpose. If you have a purpose every day, then you can do it. It's like my mind state, the way I know that I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing every morning, and that's all I think about, then that's what I need to be doing. That's my passion and to be focused on. Exactly. There's a famous philosopher called Friedrich Nietzsche, and he said, he who has a why can bear almost anyhow. So in other words, just like you're saying, if you have a purpose, you can put up with all the crap you're going to face, you know, but no purpose. If you don't have a purpose, you're going to be a victim to life. It's like you're uh, a leaf getting blown in the wind, you know. Whichever way the wind's blowing, that's where you're going. In other words, you're just a victim to what's happening to you. Or you can basically be a brick in the wind. You know, you can be, a, you know, uh, uh, the, the pole, the North Pole in the wind, whatever. You can be, uh, you know, a statue. You can, you know, you can be solid. Uh, if you have your own compass, basically, your own purpose, that, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's what you're you're, you're going through. I mean, I remember, you know, my life is not that difficult, but, you know, I had 
some challenges where you know I had to work in certain environments. Uh, when I was working in the because I'm technically a registered forensic psychologist, so I worked in the criminal justice system, and I worked in, you know, some uh, pretty uh, <laughs> scary places, you know, prisons or uh, psychiatric prisons where people have done, you know, pretty crazy stuff, like kill their children and, and you, know, that, you, know, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, sometimes we, if I had to work there my whole life, I would probably be on, I wouldn't, that wasn't really my mission and passion. It was super interesting to me. But I knew that this was helping me understand people in general. I had to, to help people. I felt like I had to understand as much as I could about people from every walk of life and from every type of problem uh, before I could really help even high achievers uh, you know, as, as best I can. So I knew I had an overall mission to get through this one-year, let's say, internship I had to do uh, in this difficult um, you know, population and circumstances. And so that really helped me, you know, push through and have this burning, uh, you know, I could put a burning uh, why and put up with any of the difficult situations I faced. That brings us to another interesting question, um, kind of mm. tell, you know, tagging on to what you just brought up. You know, a lot of times people put this label on you, like, for instance, if you're at a certain stage in your life or you make a certain mistake, people tend to, certain people tend to, always tag that to you, like, for instance, the phrase, once a, um, a abuser, always an abuser, something of that ilk. You know, should we, from from um, a psychological standpoint, um, should, we, should we be doing that, always leaving that label on people, and can people actually change? Because a lot of people think, you know, again, like if a person um, was abusive, they feel that that person is going to always be abusive. Yeah, that's that's a great question because a lot of my work in the prisons was not only assessing, like for example, how dangerous people were, but they're also trying to rehabilitate people who have been, for example, abusers, whether they're physically abusing uh, kids or, or other people or violent, or they were, you know, using uh, drugs or, or whatnot. And yeah, labels are, are really bad, especially if you, the person, buys into it. So if you see yourself and believe that uh, you're, you know, once an abuser, always an abuser, you know, that is uh, going to be what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy. That just means that you're, you're going to basically become the person you think you are, which is an abuser. So, you know, that's, uh, it can be very, very damaging. Humans like to categorize people just from the other perspective, like why do people call people that? Well, humans like to categorize people uh, because it helped us survive in when we were in tribes. So if we saw, you know, we, we're, our brains are actually calibrated to come to a very quick conclusion about people uh, with very little information. And we all do this naturally. You can think you, you kind of size people up every, all the time. You know, you, you meet someone new and you're always sizing them up. I don't mean sizing them up whether you're going to fight them. I mean, uh, I mean it could be, but it, it's 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 you're sizing them up, kind of trying to picture who is this person, right? Is this person nice or are they a threat to me? You know, um, that's that's natural, and that's actually the basis of racism as well. It's actually, unfortunately, a natural part of our brains to categorize people very quickly. Of course, we're smarter than our, our minds. Uh, these basic, uh, you know, um, uh, prejudices we our brains have, 
And so we basically use our logical brains to actually think a bit longer about it before we jump to conclusions. But the first thing, like I was saying, it is natural for people to, um, it makes, it's very comfortable for people to label people with a single category, you know, abuser. And it's just easy for them because it doesn't take a lot of brain power after that to really think about uh, to, uh, to try and understand someone because you're like, oh no, he's just an abuser. That's that's all I need to know. He's he's not worth anything. Uh, and so it's uh, it's a lazy person's way of thinking. So and of course, you know, for the person who is the 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 abuser, um, if you buy into that, you're going to be stuck uh, in that mindset. You have to really realize that you are more than your behavior. Uh, so, you're, you know, and even when you deal with kids, you know, as I'm not a child psychologist, but I do work with adolescents, like teenagers, but, but uh, and I have my own four-year-old, so uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning myself, but, you know, uh, <laughs> even when kids do something wrong, you're supposed to label their behavior. You know, you don't say, you're a bad little girl. No, you say, you have to say, you have to label their behavior. You say, look, you know, um, uh, you shouldn't have uh, thrown that plate on the floor. You know, that is a bad behavior. You, you know what I'm saying? So you're, you're labeling the behavior, not the person. So because if you keep calling someone uh, a bad little girl or stupid or anything like that, we all know, like, we start to ingrain that, especially as kids, and we start to believe it. Because if the most trusted person in your life is telling you you're a piece of shit, you're stupid, uh, you're, you know, whatever it is, you're ugly, then you're going to, because your brain is just, you're just a child, your brain's going to believe it. And it's going to be stuck in your brain for your whole life. And it's going to be hard to reverse that when you get older. It's not impossible, but it'll be hard. So, you know, yes, we got to be very bullying, careful. Um, mm. bullying in elementary and middle school. So, I mean, like, and, it, and a lot of people, they still so enamored. I mean, and that's why it's kind of crazy kind of watching um, some of the newer generations you know, a lot more kids are committing suicide or doing mass shootings um, for being bullied. But I'm more, you know, and I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to figure out how they came to that when, I mean, I've been through a lot being bullied, but I turned it into positive energy and did it actually, actually helped me out more than hurt me eventually. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? It it, it kind of depends on the person. Um of course it's it's we sh- we want to prevent that because some people are more vulnerable or they just don't know what to do other than start to believe in it, you know, believe maybe I am a huge loser. I deserve to be bullied because you know it keeps happening. Um but uh, you know other people will you know be able to say, "Look, this isn't going to affect my belief in myself or my self-worth, you know." These it's it's this talks this speaks more to the guys who are doing the bullying who are you know they're they're so insecure you know they they have so their self esteem is so low that they have to pick on me beat me up call me names whatever to make themselves feel worthwhile and so you know but kid, for kids it's really hard to think that way because you know that's a very mature way of thinking. Um, and so, of course, we need to do everything we can to stop bullying. But you know, you know, but it's uh, you know, it's great that you, you went through that experience and came out you know so well, and that you can probably pass that on, that information on, you know, that the lessons you learned about how not to, you know, you don't let that affect you. It, you know, it's you can prevent that from affecting you by thinking of it in a certain way, right? And so, I think that's uh, that's really cool. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm, I want to go ahead and get close to a closing point for you. Again, I do understand you're you're on the latest side of the world. <laughs> it's a, it's only about nine forty six here, but um, okay, yeah, it's not much later. It's not. It's it's ten something. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, especially yes, especially in your field, you you have to be all over. So I want to I want to wrap it up with you know remind everybody why should they go get a cheese? Why? Oh, great question. You know, um, there's lots of self-help books out there. I like to think that my experiences – in the book, I talk a lot about my personal experience as well because I think that's important. But my experiences in my in my training as a psychologist from, like I said earlier, working with – from pro athletes to, you know, Olympic athletes to – uh, you know, high achievers, entrepreneurs, but of course, on the other end of the spectrum, from you know people with uh, brain injuries to people in the criminal justice system, you know, I, I like to believe that my perspective is a bit more balanced. There's a lot of self-help books written by people who, um, uh, you know, don't have a lot of training in the human mind uh, and human psychology. Not that they're not necessarily good. But so it's. I like to think it's got um, a pretty realistic perspective. It's really uh, everything I talk about has been validated with either science, or actually, well, all three. Science. Uh, it's worked with my the high achievers I've worked with, and it's worked on myself. And so those are the three criteria I use to include each strategy in the book. It's super user friendly. It's every chapter has uh, basically. Little exercises you can print out, or you can go to my website. There's a link in the book to go to the website, and you actually you sign in, and then you can get access to all the uh, different worksheets. And you know, it's this is this is going to be, uh, you know, you know, I think it's like three dollars on the Kindle book. I think it's I think it's ten dollars for the physical book. The audio book is is being produced right now. It should be available in about a month. Uh, by the time this, uh, well, you know, sorry, this is this is live, right? So this is actually uh, this will be yeah. about a month from now. But you know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's so important to really figure out you know the, what is your why, what's your purpose, and then to be really effective. No matter what your goals are, you don't have to be a super high achiever. Uh, you can you know any goal you may have, um, you can apply the principles in this book because they're universal. Uh, and, and I just think it's uh, I I do think it really adds something to the self help literature. It does take it to the next level in my mind, and it's really rounded. It's not like I just read a book recently about um, uh, you know thinking positively versus negatively, and the whole book is just about that and almost nothing else. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of wasted paper and time. You know, my book kind of talks <laughs> about that and like 50 other things and, and walks you through it. So, not that my book's the best, but I'm just saying that the it's 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 pretty all-encompassing. And if you do the exercise in the in the book, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to be much more effective. Um, you can read some of the reviews. Other people have left some pretty honest reviews on Amazon.com, and you can check that out for yourself and see if that's something that uh, that you think is worth your time and money. But uh, and you can also read the first few pages right on uh, Amazon uh, on the uh, viewer. Uh, the first ten percent of the book is available on Amazon, so that's another option too. Definitely worth checking out, in my opinion. And I do think for for anyone looking to take their life to the next level and just to achieve any goals, especially big goals, you know, this is a, the perfect book for you. Yes, and uh, we want to thank you for coming through. And I mean, I've, I've actually got I've got some positive feedback of some people that's been um, hitting me up in my chat. My inbox and whatnot. I, 
because a lot nice. of people in the entertainment industry listen to my show, and they were and they were just liking the fact that it tied into them. And this is an exact comment that someone said about your discussion right now. Um, thank you, Ronaldo, creator, for this. He said, "All creators need this." Yes. Because yes. artists, we're always thinking. Well, you know, we're always having to do so much thinking because art, especially you're very artsy. Your brain's all over the place. So, yes. yeah, I agree with him. I, that's why I, I resonated. The more, I was like, man, I can let this man talk all day about this book. <laughs> because, I, I mean, because it's just everybody ahead, that, li- like, most of you that listen to this show, our audience, your stuff ties into that. Because a lot of people, they're always, oh, should I get into modeling? Or should I get into music? Should I get into writing books? Any that sort, but they're all, it's always that, you know, they can't quite get over that curve or they feel, oh, well, I have a kid now, so I can't necessarily follow my dream. All these different things happen. And, you know, what you said is going to be so encouraging to them. And I, I, I yeah. really think God, God makes things happen for a certain reason. And he wanted you to be on this show for a reason. Yes, and, and you know, like I actually do talk a lot about uh, artists in the book, and how your personality, and you know how that that interacts. Uh, you know, if you experience a lot of negative emotions, that you actually use that, tap into that, because most people think that's a bad thing. But I say no, that's a good thing. Most of the greatest art in history, the greatest music, the greatest actors, they're all a lot of them are high on negative emotions, the personality dimension, and they tap into the passion it gives them, and it makes them better. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it, 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 it does talk a lot about that. And one thing I want to add is this is actually a series of books. It's called the High Achievement Handbook Series. The, this book, Achieve, is book one. There should be two more books. Uh, I'm working on the second book right now. And, you know, by the time they're all out, probably over the next uh, year or so, um, they, you know, it, it's going to be, in my mind, the most well-rounded sort of system or uh, series of strategies to achieve success and it kind of takes you know stuff from all these other books and uh that you know, and wraps it into one little series and so it's kind of a one-stop shopping so there are other books in the series uh of course they all stand alone uh but the the uh the uh just so your listeners are aware that there are other parts to it that may be uh you know that they may once if they like the first book you should sign into my newsletter for example and you'll get uh, updates when the second book is going to come out and that kind of thing well, again, I think again, I thank you because, like I said, it's just something. Man, I mean, you you got you got me not just as a person's interview, but now you got me as a fan. I'm definitely <laughs> I'm tapped in now. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate that. That's awesome. So again, um, let everyone know how they can. Um, as we said in the show, instead of follow you, we call it stalking because we kind of changed the phrase stalking because we think it was stalking someone. You think about mm-hmm. a stalker follows you around, and they are well aware of everything you got going on. So we changed <laughs> it up and said stalking you in a good way. <laughs> so how could everybody yeah, stalk and, you? And I'm cool. I, those are the types of stalkers I'd like. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my website's called freezenperformance.com. So it's F-R-I-E-S-E-N 
performance. It's oneword.com. And all my social media and everything is on there. The newsletter sign-up is there. Um, the link to the book is there. Uh, my Twitter my Twitter handle is uh, Perform. It's one word. So my website's freezingperformance.com, but the, the Twitter handle is freezingperform uh, or at freezingperform. And, of course, if you search freezingperformance or freezing sport and performance psychology on Facebook, You'll find my uh, my feed there as well. I post stuff almost every day. Uh, a lot of it's reposting, but all success-oriented stuff. Um, like for example, today I posted, uh, I was uh, interviewed by uh, someone writing an article for WashingtonPost.com, actually about podcasts and working out, running, and listening to podcasts, and you know how that's good and bad, and which podcast should you listen to and that kind of thing so um uh you know things like that i'll post and of course other success oriented stuff and sports oriented stuff as well so it's it's pretty uh i like to think it's pretty interesting stuff and also neuroscience stuff that i think is relevant too to understanding ourselves and the brain and how to be more successful because that's where the world is going i'm also technically trained as a neuropsychologist as well so i have all this supposed knowledge in the brain and so i uh, you know the brain's very. I say that because the brain's so complicated. But that's a you know. Follow me on those things, and you'll you'll get uh, you'll get similar. You'll get lots of good information as well. Absolutely. Again, I thank you for coming through the show, everyone. Support him. A great guy. I'm a people reader, and I've definitely I've gotten it off of you, man. Again, thank you so much for coming through, people. Thank you. If y'all miss any parts of the show. Make sure you go to blogtalkradio.com slash Seddy J, C-E-D-D-Y, letter J, and look for the episodes of Life at the Dust Live, Dr. Chris Friesen, Ph.D. That will be the title of the show. And it's on iTunes for free. It's on the TuneIn Radio app for free. It's on <laughs> dustspot.com forward slash dustspot radio and I'm forgetting what Stitcher, Stitcher radio app too. So we're all we're like in all the major radio apps. Oh, and also, to, man, it's, now if your audio book is gonna be on Audible, I'm gonna be promoting that every day because I always <laughs> like to tie in, tie in people I know whose books are on there, and because Audible's a sponsor, shout out to Audible. So yeah, I would like to tie oh, nice. in the book. So that, there we go. It'd be it'll be beneficial. I keep pushing people to go to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely. I, I, you know what? I did all these. Uh, I did these um, uh, auditions for the narrator. I had I think eighty-five auditions, uh, and wow. I picked one guy. He does like Fox commercials. His name's Chris A. Bell. Uh, he does Fox commercials, and you know, like these. You know, it sounds like a real, you know, badass. Uh, you know, you know, this week on Gotham. You know, like the, the, these, the, the, you know, that kind of stuff. And he does, of course, audio books. And so he, he's, uh, he did the narration, and uh, you know, he's. I, I love it. So I'm excited for that to come out. So yeah, definitely. I listen to audio. Uh, sorry, Audible.com. I listen to hundreds of books when I work out, when I drive. That's how I get most. Most of my reading done is really through listening to audible.com and uh, I love it. I, I get the maximum platinum membership with, you know, 24 books and, you know, I go through that in a couple of months instead of two years. <laughs> so it's a, I'm a right. huge fan. Uh, well, everyone, there you go. We, we're rolling on out before we do. We're, we're in the show the way we in every show. And that's reminding you and everything you do, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, 
Remember, where there's a J or there's a U, there is a way. Y'all tune in to the episode of Life That Does Flies. Your boy, Seti J, and shout out again to Grace Dr. Chris Friesen. And I also want to remind you guys, it is Wednesday, hump day. We always give you a PSA on hump day, and that is, if you're going to hump somebody, please do it responsibly. All right, we're rolling on out. Peace. <laughs>